I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever you also get breaking saints news podcast saints player grades early access to shows and behind the scenes access plus you get access to our discord channel where you can talk saints 24 7 in private with other saints happy hour listeners and you get our world famous booze bundle with four swag items amazing so sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again go to saintshappyhour.com that's saintshappyhour.com and sign up today G'day, it's Stevick from 12 Ninja here. And look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know fuck all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex, shoulder pads and helmets running around with a throwing a football. In Australia, you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it. There's um, no protection. They're all naked and there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field and we all stand around and drink blood watching it but American football is your thing you know what to do Saints Happy Hour podcast stick it in your ear hole <laughs> alright everybody welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast Woo! we got a lot of Saints news to get to but first Dave Andrew have your fun. Make fun of me, the fact that I paid, I bought my dream headset, and it sounded worse than the $40 headset I'm currently using. Go ahead. Have your fun. You were doing we, it on the- we don't need that. We don't need that to make fun of you, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we have a great show for you today. We're going to talk about Michael Thomas and his, his putting off his surgery might ruin the Saints 2021 season we're going to talk about uh the saints uh maybe having the worst receiving corner in the nfl now that's according to media Times. we're going to go over the free agent list of wide receivers uh and we're going to talk about other saints news Quan alexander Quan short but first thomas fire up the breaking news siren oh goodness andrew the Saints did this bullshit again where they're breaking news before 8 a.m. on a Sunday. They did it with Jameis, and they did it again today. They signed a corner, thank God in heaven, Brian Poole, former Falcon, former Jet. Uh, they're going to have to wash the stink of that off of him, but is he any good? Uh, 
he's very good at what he does. Uh, he, he's so pro football focus disclaimer, right? But pro football <laughs> focus has actually listed him as a top 12 corner in the league each of the last three years. So he, he grades really favorably on those metrics. What? Uh, he, I actually hit up uh, the Falcoholic. They had great things to say about Brian Poole from his time in, in Atlanta. They love him. Uh, read multiple articles in Jets land, and the Jets fans and blogs have kind of labeled him their best player. Now that, <laughs> that's, you know, take it with a grain of salt because we're talking about the Jets. But, uh, you know, they, they kind of said, yeah, Brian Poole is the best player that we had on defense the here's last the, two years for, here's for the thing. sure so 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 he's good but i just want to point out like he's a slot nickel guy and i'm sure we'll talk a bit more about this in a second but so is chauncey Gardner johnson <laughs> so the saints got a good player in the building and hey look we talk about this all the time ralph and camp like you want good players in the building so like i'm never going to complain about a good player being added to the roster and yet they need an outside corner they don't need a nickel they don't need a well, slot here's, guy. So here's the thing. The, the only thing I remember, puzzling. the only thing I remember about Pool Dave is that Breeze put him in the fucking spin cycle in 2018. Like that's the that's the only thing that I remember about this guy. But like Andrew said, he can do both. Uh, he, the, the, does this this means this, like no Richard I, Sherman? I don't know. No, I, wait, hold no. on. I didn't. I didn't say he can do both. I don't know. He's played, well, <laughs> he's played slot his whole career, so yeah. Well, no, but CD can do both. You think is what I'm saying? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think for this to work, I think one of Chauncey Gardner Johnson and Brian Poole have to be the outside corner. Is you it know? now? Now, look, maybe it's Patrick Robinson, and maybe this is just depth. I don't know, but it, to me, it, it's a little puzzling in the sense that. You're just getting a guy that is doubling well, Chauncey Garner-Johnson. It's almost like they're hoping to figure out in camp that well, no, one of them Dave, will work out here, on the outside. Wait, 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 here's an okay, alternate wait, 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 theory. Wait, can, can we – can, wait, wait. Okay. Brian Poole. Has, has he been available all offseason? Yes. Yes. So he uh, played nine games last year, and then his season ended on IR with like a shoulder and – I think a knee. Like he had a couple injuries. It wasn't like a torn ACL, but uh, I think you know, obviously he's got a passive physical, and that was part of the reason why. I mean, he's 28 years old. He's a corner. He's a slot guy, so he's not like he's he's kind of short. He's like five nine, and he's coming off an injury. So I think he probably just didn't get the offers he was hoping. Dave, for. Dave, we're at the open. I mean, but 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 he's but so he's been available off se- all off season. You guys have had all very nice things to say about him uh, from a football perspective. Uh, the the critics, the experts, the stat guys, whatever, they have nice things to say about him. I haven't heard anything about him until now. <laughs> We've been pining after Richard Sherman, not That's right. Brian Poole. We've been th- we didn't even season. Brian Poole's name has never come up not a fucking one exactly. time so this entire offseason. Let's be real. Let's be real. Yeah, so, so okay, well, let's be. That, that's what. I, that's where I'm getting or, at. Sorry, Ralph. slot slot guy. That's what I'm getting at. Guy. So, I'm I'm assuming you're going to tell me that the reason we haven't been thirsty for this guy and haven't been discussing this guy, who now we're saying is uh, practically God's gift to cornerbacks. We're de- um, it's desperate times, Dave. I'm, 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 I'm assuming <laughs> that we're 
<laughs> that we weren't talking about this guy earlier because, like you said, he doesn't really fit a need that we had on defense, per se. And well, also, he was injured, and there were a lot of questions. Here's the thing, though, Andrew. When you're dealing in July, we are in open box season at Best Buy. And people that aren't familiar with it, yeah. you go into Best Buy, they got the table, and they got all the stuff that people return, it's open box. You get it at a discount, you can get iPads, cameras, you can get anything. But it's, you know, no 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 returns, no give backs, and, and you might get you might get something awesome, you might get something broken. But here's here's my Well, theory. this is like the best this is the best you're gonna get this time of year. Now like here's the thing, I I just wanna say real quick, like when you hire when you sign a guy like this, like you're always thinking best case scenario, you're like you're hoping it works out. And so it's a one year deal. I like that. I love it's that. It's a one year deal and I'm never gonna complain about adding a dude. You know, and, and just seeing how it works out in camp. Yeah. But if you're going to operate under the prism that you hope it works out, I would prefer to hope it works out with Richard Sherman because if it does work out, work out with Richard Sherman, I see a lot more clearly how he can help this team as an outside corner. Here's, with Brian Poole, I don't see it as clearly. So well, yeah. here well, maybe now we need to see how Richard Sherman's going to work things out. Maybe officer before we maybe the maybe the Saints thinking is this, Dave that they're like Brian Poole is the backup plan to Adebo if he's terrible. Like maybe they're like, look, we'll sign Poole and if Adebo is terrible and he's not ready to play this year, then we move CD to outside and we play Brian Poole in the slot and we see how it goes. But if Adebo is really good and we're fine at outside, we'll just leave CD C. Deuce where he is and we'll cut Brian Poole. So maybe it's not like maybe maybe that's the theory of the Brian Poole signing. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I don't know. I, I don't pretend to know. I know what they're know what they're thinking, but I mean that's not a great situation. I don't think CD is necessarily. Uh, uh, best fit for outside man-to-man stuff necessarily uh, if he's a slot guy. So that's not ideal. Joshua Ford says, I'm scared the starting cornerbacks week one are P.J. Williams and Patrick Robinson because Lattimore gets suspended. Um, well, I mean, Joshua, don't it, be it, afraid. It, the rumor is Aaron Rodgers is going to retire next week and give the Packers the double bird and go host Jeopardy. So – don't think it's the worst joke I've ever heard. I mean, Ralph, Ralph, also to your point to answer your question, I mean, if if you're trying to get some if you're trying to get somebody to cover your butt in the case that a Debo doesn't work as a you know typical you know man to man cornerback, outside cornerback or whatever, then why wouldn't you go and get another cornerback like that why why would because you go the, and get because the market is fucked because there's no one to get <laughs> that's like the, because there's no one to I get i guess i don't know like that like i'm is not in an ideal really world bad? yes dave you would go and get a guy but maybe like the saints are like richard sherman he's dealing with a lot of shit right now we got to do something this will be plan b like i get what you're saying but like Dave, Dave, are you impressed that uh, Ralph has gotten a mini fat head of Brian Poole so quickly? That's right. Yes. After the signing? Yes. How do they make those? So I quickly? one day Amazon shipped. 
I went to the Amazon locker down the street, got it like that. Done. You you know, the the, the guys that we've gotten from the Jets, I'm I'm thinking like Jonathan Goodwin, Jonathan Jonathan Vilma, uh, Demario Davis. We've gotten some good good guys from the Jets, even though they suck. Yeah. You just got to wash the Jets stink. You got to power wash the Jets stink off of them. And you're good to go. Um, and here's the, the Saints. The Saints are to the who Jets. Am I forgetting? Like, like the Patriots are to the Saints. <laughs> who am I forgetting? Have we gotten some other good Jets guys? Uh, I'm trying to think. No, I'm. I, um, somebody in the chat might might throw it out there, but um, yeah, I don't remember. Here's the thing. That, here's that's oh, Brian there's Poole, the, by there's the, way. the that spin. Right there, that's Brian Poole. Yeah, Bree's putting the spin move on. Brian putting the Poole spin there, so. move on him. If you, and by the yeah. way, that's the reason. That's the reason well, why you should fair, join us on the live stream on YouTube, so you can see there. Thomas doing great work, pulling out videos and such. Um, Got to wrap up, Brian. You're not going to last long with the Saints if you don't wrap up. Come on. Also, also that might have been the last athletic play Drew ever made in his career. <laughs> you are not <laughs> fucking lying, Dave. That is absolutely 100% correct. Dave, so Dave, the Saints signing Brian Poole was the lead of this show, but it wouldn't have been the lead of the show uh, if if uh, if it hadn't happened. And the main re- lead of the show would have been Michael Thomas waited until June to get his wrecked ankle repaired, and he's going to be out for mm. four freaking months. Um, the At thing least. that. At least, and the thing, Dave, that that sort of threw me for a loop is he went for the appointment after the season, and the doc was like, "Hey, do a little rehab, see how it goes, come back and see us in two months, and then we'll decide. Hey, maybe you need to get surgery so you can be ready for the season." The second follow-up appointment, Michael Thomas, not only did he blow it off with that doctor, he didn't like to say, like, I'm going to get a second opinion. I don't trust the Saint do- Saints doctors, which, Dave, you have said for years, their doctors are kind of <laughs> questionable, let's say, um, right? What can you do? Medicine's not a science. But Michael Thomas, he didn't even do that. He's just like, nah, nah, I'm not going to go to the appointment at all. So now he's got to have the ankle surgery. He's probably not going to be back till October. So the thing that I want to start with is why the hell would Michael Thomas not go to the follow-up appointment with a doctor, his doctor, the Saints doctor, whoever? I can't I I can't answer these questions. Um <laughs> I'm 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 assuming he was dealing with the Saints doctor this whole time. Is I that guess. Correct? I mean, um, and if he was, like, you know, are we focused on the wrong thing here? We're upset with Michael Thomas, but should we be upset with the doctors? I mean, Andrew, you got sources. Like, what is what is this? Like, is it just Michael Thomas being like a lot of people where we're like, we know. That we like my wife, she hates going to the dentist because she she knows that the dentist is gonna, uh, you know, she knows the dentist is gonna tell her horrible horrible things and she's gonna have a ton of work done on her teeth. So she just puts it off, puts it off, puts it off. Is it is it that case with Michael Thomas where he he puts off bad news or is he super arrogant and he just thinks he could it was gonna he, he was gonna make it better by working out? Is it that he doesn't trust the Saints? Like what is this? going on because that to me it just 
it just it's just strange and it boggles my mind and I hope somebody in the media asks Sean Payton about it next or this week coming up when training camp starts. I, I don't think it's that he doesn't trust the Saints. I think it's that he doesn't trust anybody. Uh, Michael Thomas is uh, – look, ever since he signed this contract, I just feel like things have gotten worse and worse. You know, he got hurt at first and then there was a dust-up with a teammate, and problems in the locker room, dust-up with the coaching staff, problems with the organization. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the things that I've heard, I, I don't know that I've heard anything new or, or special or substantial beyond like what's out there, but like, I, I'm just getting a sense that there's a lot of frustration with him, you know, and this isn't just like a, yeah, we're in the loop. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all good. Like, I'm not getting that at all. Like I, I, I I'm hearing chirping of just like, this dude's kind of a problem. You know, and I, I think we all know that. I think we, we, we can read the tea leaves here. We all know Michael Michael Thomas is a bit of a problem. Well, here's, we had this conversation last year. Well, here's yeah. my biggest concern, Dave, is we You have, should be concerned. We here's here's my biggest concern of all of it, Dave, is we have seen that Michael Thomas he does not deal well with being injured. Like clearly he was he did not deal well last year with being injured. Now we're going to go on a year, a year and a half of him being injured. And I just worried that like his crazy, if we thought it was bad last year, like that ratchet we said in the breaking news podcast, which you should become a patron, get the breaking news podcast. Uh, we said it's only going to go in one direction. And I'm really concerned. Like he's going to like, there's a potential for him to go like full T.O., crazy i don't know what how it would manifest himself but to me that is a big concern am i am i being panic doom ralph or is that something that you're think, thinking of maybe it'll go completely off the rails for him in 2020 not gonna lie i mean you mentioned to i was thinking um and, and maybe this is maybe maybe yours is a little more accurate i'm I, i'm just thinking closer to home but i'm thinking like you know junior galette Ooh. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I mean, the belt man. Yeah, but Junior Galette's problems were weak. I don't. Dude. I don't see. I, 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 well, actually, I was about to say I don't see any Michael Thomas. You know, uh, getting involved in any violent things. But then again, he did. Yeah, yeah but, but what was the what was the what was the thing Larry Holder me, had no. chambered? And he's like, yeah, I saved that for a rainy day. And they cut Junior, and he, and, he, and then they did the thing. Is like, oh yeah, Junior was fighting people in the locker room. What was that, Andrew? I forget. <laughs> I forget what it was. Maybe it was Cat Terrell. She did like a giant feature, and we're like, "Hey, why didn't you break this before?" She's like, "I was saving that. I was saving those bullets for a rainy day." He was fighting people in the locker room too, right? Yeah. Galette. Galette. Yeah. 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 No, Galette and Akeem Hicks, both of them. That's that why they got shipped out. You psychotic. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's you hope it works out. Obviously, I mean, what what a tremendous talent, what a terrific player, right on the field. But uh, it sucks that he got hurt, and and obviously everything that's kind of downward spiraled from there um, is, has been pretty significant. I think he's having trouble just keeping his head on straight. I think he wants yeah. to play football. I think that's all he's ever known. I think it's all he ever does. It's kind of a singular focus, and obviously, I think this injury has had maybe more of an effect mentally on him than it has physically. Even well, I just wanted to I want to congratulate 
Dave, I want to congratulate Andrew. He tweeted at Mina Kynes after she said on NFL Live that she thought the Saints without Michael Thomas had the worst receiving core in the NFL. I want to congratulate Andrew. He tweeted out that, tagged Mina Kynes on Twitter, and did a Saints hashtag, and the tweet blew up for us. So I want to congratulate Andrew. Andrew (laughs) is like... Andrew is as bad at forgetting to put a hashtag on a tweet as I am at pronouncing names. So I want to congratulate Andrew on on doing that. But, Dave, is Mina Kimes, is she right? (laughs) Thomas is on point tonight. Uh, Dave, is Mina Kimes correct that the Saints now have the worst receiving core in the NFL? That's harsh. Uh, I, I want to scream at her and say it's not true, but part of me is like, it might be. Well, un- unfortunately, Mina Kimes, I don't think she's taking, I don't think she's really getting a full look at the roster behind Michael Thomas because she's obviously overlooking uh, little Jordan Humphrey. Oh, my God, here we go. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard. There's, it's not possible for for them to be the worst when you've got little Jordan little Humphrey. Jordan. Uh, is this your time? Is this little Jordan? No. Is this his time to shine? Take take, take D. D. Westbrook off this list. He's a yeah. He's a Viking. Put the, take um, the sharpie. Yeah, this is uh, Tom. This is little, this is little Jordan's Westbrook. little Jordan's music. Um, no, honestly, I, I agree with Andrew and his tweet there. Uh, it's 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 brutal. It's really brutal behind Michael Thomas. Uh, and to be honest with you, you know, let's say Michael Thomas comes back after his injury. You know, we're talking about an ankle injury. This fucking thing's linger. Uh, how good is Michael Thomas really going to be even when he comes back? Um, I, yeah. I, I, so... You know, it is what it is, but yeah. I, I think we could be surprised by somebody, either Marquez Callaway or I'm not even joking, you know, a little Jordan Humphrey or obviously Traquan has probably got the best, uh, you know, the best chance at uh, taking the next step. But uh, there are a bunch of unknown guys for the most part, but, um, you know, you never know. Really so I, I have a couple things to say. Well, and I'm first, Andrew, try, you try think to you know, yeah. but you don't know, and you oh, never yeah, will. Here, I played the Jim Mora. You think you know, and you never will, because you made a point. I don't remember if you made it to me on the podcast or one of our daily calls, but Michael Thomas, that ankle injury against Tampa in garbage time, like it didn't look like an injury that would cause him to miss a season and a half like it didn't at the time it didn't look that bad well and that's I mean, why i he, played the jim mora uh, he, sound yeah he, he, he aggravated it so you know i think clearly he made it worse by probably trying to come back too soon but yeah at the time i remember he walked away you know, he wasn't carted off or anything yeah and he, he stood on the sidelines he didn't go straight to the locker room you just kind of stood there. So, yeah. And, you know, you know, you saw it kind of start to roll. And then you saw him kind of get his foot out before it really just like kind of just, I don't know. Anyway, I, I was, I'm surprised that we're at this point for sure. But uh, anyway, going back to Mina Kimes' comment, you know, at first I was like, come on, they got some guys that can contribute and they can be pretty good. But then and she's right. When you, when you start to look at it under the prism of elevating everyone, all of a sudden Traquan Smith is your number one receiver. 
and the top corner is covering Traquan Smith. And your number two is Callaway, let's say, or Deontay Harris. You know, it's like they're going to be going up against That's some pretty the good corners. Joke I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't feel good. And so I've seen some people on there, out, out there, Saints fans that have tweeted this stuff. And I've got to say, I, I'm buying into this a little bit. And, and, and they're saying that, you know, hey, things are so bad with our receiver core right now that we should just go ahead and start Taysom Hill. And the thinking is, at least we can be gadgety, gimmicky with the offense. Maybe we can keep it tight, get the ball to Kamara a little bit more, get the ball to Troutman a little bit more, scheme some guys open. And, like, we can't even fully utilize Jameis right now because we don't have Michael Thomas. We don't have receivers, you know? And if, if Traquan <laughs> Smith is your number one receiver, Traquan Smith is a nice number three. You know, Deontay nice. Harris is a nice number three. Uh, Callaway is a nice number four. Like, now we're talking about ones and twos, you know? And so mm-hmm. I almost feel like Traquan, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Taysom Hill at quarterback just makes that engine a little bit more interesting than Jameis right now. Considering well, Tom, what he Thomas, has to work with. Do we, do we know what we have in our receivers? You know, because we've never gotten to really see preseason because of COVID or whatever. I mean, we don't get to see practices. We've only seen them play with Drew Brees at quarterback, except for when he goes out and and Taysom's in there. And Taysom never pulls the trigger when he's got open guys. So do we really know, you know, how do we know that a guy like Jameis who can throw the ball down the field, how do we know that some of these guys like Deontay can't can't get open down the field. I think uh, that's a fit. Or Mark I think Quez Callaway or Trey Kwan uh, or whatever. I don't know if we really know what, what think... these guys can do because I don't know whether Drew Brees or Taysom ever were ever really good enough to push them. It's an and, interesting. And Jameis could potentially be the quarterback that might be able to get the most out of them as receivers. I mean, I, I feel like you can make that case for Troutman. You can make that case for Callaway. I don't feel like Traquan, maybe Winston makes him a little bit better, but I don't think Jameis is going to transform Traquan into 80 catches, 1,100 yards, you know? But maybe Deontay is like, maybe Deontay is like your Brandon Cooks, you know? Oh. Maybe he could be something like that. Well, he I mean, is, he's, he is 5'6". Well, though. that's a great segue. How Thomas, put Brandon the free agent. Put Thomas, yeah. that's a great segue by Dave. Put the free agent wide receiver list back up. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that list. And I want to talk about, they had a rumor from a very unqualified or not a, a good source that said the Saints were interested in in uh, trading for Brandon Cooks, which would be amazing content. And actually, the way I'm feeling about the Saints, they couldn't sign Marcus Williams to an extension. Onyemata got suspended. Michael Thomas is injured. I need to get invigorated on a ridiculous, reckless Mickey Loomis trade. I'm here for the Brandon Cooks reunion uh, if the Saints want to do that. But this list, Andrew, this list is sadness. Like if you told me, if you told me you can have Brandon Cooks for like the compensatory third or a fourth or you can have somebody on this list for nothing. I'm taking Brandon Cooks. Like this list that Thomas Dunn created is sadness. It is fucking sadness. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say Brandon Cooks is probably getting concussed in week three, but well, it'd be a fun three all, weeks though. 
the, these yeah. dudes are all these dudes are all done by week three as well. So, <laughs> Alshon Jeffries especially. Yeah, but um, when was the last time the Saints did a fun, crazy training camp trade? I mean, I know they got Perils Harrelson, but like I was going to say Mark Simino. <laughs> Oh, that was well, that was a big one because it was Mark Jeff they Fain. Got... Jeff Fain. No, he was draft day. He was a draft day trade. Oh, he but, was. But Simino is a good one because they traded they traded they traded <laughs> Dante Stallworth and Dante Stallworth for Simino in a second. That's exciting, right? Yeah, that, that was, was exciting. exciting. Well, that um, was just, that was just more crazy. Like they traded Stallworth. Yeah. What? I remember just being oh stunned God. by that. They're starting that bum from Hofstra. It's receiver now. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> Thank yeah, God Harrelson Twitter wasn't a good around one. then. I love that Saints Twitter had a meltdown that Harrelson was costing the Saints a future Colston. They got all mad about the seventh <laughs> round pick getting shipped out. Yeah. So here's a question. Did Colston Nate. ever get ankle surgery in late July? <laughs> <laughs> he did not. What's... You don't get surgeries, Dave, when you sleep in a hyperbaric chamber. You don't. That's what I'm saying. Ralph Marlboro here from Saints Happy Hour. You need to join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. We are talking Saints or anything New Orleans sports related. On Spotify Green Room, you can interact with us by asking questions or just laugh at me mispronouncing names. Download the Spotify Green Room on your iPhone or Android device, then follow Saints Happy Hour so you can join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to talk Saints or anything else NOLA sports related. So do it. Download the Spotify Green Room app and join us every Wednesday night at nine o'clock. We'll see you there. What's, what's what's more selfish, Andrew? Not getting vaxxed if you're an NFL player, or not addressing your wrecked ankle until uh, it's too late and you're going to miss potentially. Both are just medical decisions, bro. <laughs> it's very I mean, personal. <laughs> Listen, I'm not I'm not here to argue vax on vax. I'm just here to tell you people I'm here to tell the people Dave like the NFL is not here for the unvaccinated bullshit. Like they believe the unvaccinated players are messing with the money. The Minnesota Vikings fired a freaking coach because he wouldn't get vaccinated and they were like, "Dude, if you don't get vaccinated, it means you have to coach from your office." That ain't happening. You need to get up out of here. So, did you hear about Brian Hoyer? I did not. So Brian Hoyer is in the a quarterback for the Patriots, and he is refusing to get vaccinated. And the Patriots have told him that he cannot be in the quarterback room if he refuses to get vaccinated. So they are not allowing him to be around any of the quarterbacks. And, I mean, especially with what's going on with Delta just raging – through our country right now i think the teams the organizations they see what's at stake and it's there's no judgment here it's just business right but because the nfl has laid down this law that hey you're getting tested and if you test positive you're gonna if you have enough guys that are out like you're gonna forfeit a game we're not doing this rescheduled dance again like we did this past year you're just gonna forfeit and your guys all lose their game checks yada 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 so I think what we're already seeing, I think two coaches have already been canned for refusing to get vaxxed. There's word that like Brian Hoyer is, 
I mean, look, if he's not in the quarterback room, if he's not like, he's going to get cut. He's not, he's not going to get a fair shake at being on the roster on the 53 man roster. If he refuses to get a vaccination. So I, I just think we're, we're starting like it, it, it's, it's already gone down this path. where like, if you Cole Beasley, like guys like this, like maybe if you're a superstar player, there's room for a team to say, you know, we're going to run the risk because like you, you're such a impact on our win loss totals that like, we may be willing to take a little bit of a risk with you because you, you, we might be 10 and six with you and seven and nine without you kind of thing. I I know I should have put a 17th game in there, but (laughs) I I think most players like their, the win loss differential with one dude, like most players is like maybe one, right? And so I think teams are going to be like, we're not risking forfeiting a game because of you. Sorry. Yeah. And they're especially not going to do it with coaches, but I think we're starting to well, see this co- going to happen. The coaches is easy because they ain't got a union. So, like, ask Sean right. Payton about that. Like, in 2012, Sean Payton didn't have a union, so Goodell just told him how it was going to be, and that was it. So coaches don't have a union, so they're fucked. If they don't, if they don't get vaxxed and teams want to fire them, like, they're screwed. Like, they don't have a union. There's no yeah. recourse. I- I think like taking aside like the you're choosing between COVID and and uh, and the vaccination at this point because of how it's spreading all that. I think pretty clearly like you're choosing between having a job and being unvaccinated. Here's, like those are your choices in the NFL, pretty much. Here, here's my question, Dave. A lot of players are squawking: Cole Beasley, Hoyer, whoever. Do you think because DeAndre Adebo. Hopkins is a superstar? Adebo. A, a, a Debo, my God. A Debo. A Debo. A I Debo. Mean, How about I'll just I'll just call him unvaccinated corner. How about that? Um, but Ralph Dave, my question is this: right. DeAndre can Hopkins. Please, can, can you please, from now on, just refer to him as that? Seriously, the unvaccinated <laughs> corner. I will. For you, for you, for you, Andrew, I will. Although people on Twitter were getting mad at us, they're like, "All you do is tweet about vaccine." I'm like, "It's fucking news, man." NFL players, like, what do you want me to do? But here's my question, and then we'll move on to something else, Dave. DeAndre Hopkins is the first star superstar player to like. He 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 squawked about it a little, then he deleted the tweet. Dave, here's my question to you: Players may bitch, players may complain, but is any NFL player that's a star level or above gonna go unvaccinated and walk away from the NFL and be like, I'm done with the NFL because they wanted me to get vaccinated and I ain't doing it. I'm walking away from X number of millions. They'll squawk and bitch on social media. But do you think any NFL player will actually walk away from the money? Um... That would be crazy. Well, do they have to get vaccinated? I mean, they're protected by. I mean, I guess not. I mean, NFLPA. So, do they have to get vaccinated? They, well, they not, wouldn't. It is not a requirement. No. Yeah. No. So it, it, I, but I don't if, know whether they, they're going to have if, that choice. So, but the it makes it, their life they, is miserable. Were, their life yeah. is miserable if they don't get vaccinated. Like all they the still protocol- have to go through everything that players went through last year, like all the testing. All the social distancing rules, wearing masks. I think blah, you'll. Blah, blah. I think you'll have somebody. I think you'll have. Mm, will you have a star person? I don't know about a star person. Well, DeAndre have, Hopkins went out there and said, I, "I'd consider." I mean, he. Well, he it was. It was like. It was like. It. It was not. It did not seem like a fully 
uh, thought out tweet, you know, but he was like, I, I, I mean, maybe Thomas can dig it up, but it was something like I would consider quitting the NFL if yeah. they forced me to get vaccinated. And then, he, then he deleted it and just tweeted and out quickly deleted it. with a question. Yeah. yeah, they're not forcing him to get vaccinated. He doesn't have to get vaccinated. He doesn't have can, to. No, no but they can make his life miserable, like you said, and they can make him go through way more protocols than I, other people have have to I, do. And he could potentially miss games because uh, you know if he tests positive at a, whatever a certain time. But um, I just don't. God, I totally forgot what I was. Well, going I'll to say. end. I'll end with this. Selfishly. I want all players to get vaccinated, especially on the freaking Saints, because I do not want to do another Saturday night at 11 o'clock breaking news podcast where me and Andrew are like, oh, my God, the Saints are going to play the Lions and they're not going to have any running backs. Like, I don't want to I don't want to do that podcast. So selfishly, I want the Saints to be. 100% 100% vaccinated just because it makes them less likely to catch it, less likely to get severe symptoms and all that. And I don't want to talk about COVID all year. So I hope the Saints get as close to damn near 100% vaccinated as they can. So, Thomas. Oh, here's the, here's the thing, though. It's July 25th. This is what I was going to say earlier that I forgot. It's July 25th. I mean, training camp is about to start, you know, within a week or whatever. Um, yeah, rookie, rookies reported today, right? So if you're not vaccinated now, you're not going to be fully vaccinated for six weeks at least, That's which right. means if you're not vaxxed now, you're already going to have to go through whatever uh, COVID extra protocols they're going to require you to go through. You're going to have to go through all that for the next six weeks through the, through all of. Well, I wonder, I wonder, Andrew, how many players are like, I'm not getting vaccinated. I'm not getting vaccinated. And then they do a week and a half of the protocols from last year. Yeah, And they're like, this sucks. And then they'll get vaccinated. But yeah. even then they, they, they would technically, if the NFL is following uh, you know, guidelines that I, yeah. all the guidelines that I've ever known to be true, they would still, those players That's would true. still have to They'll wait have to do six the, weeks. No, six weeks, because, but. No, but even they one would, shot. They wouldn't be getting, they'd be getting their first shot, but then they wouldn't be getting their second shot for another month or so. Yeah. And then they would have to, then, then you'd have another two weeks uh, for it to, you know, take full e- efficacy or whatever. So. You know, so again, but yes, so I see happening, Ralph. I see people who haven't been maxed starting training camp being like, this sucks. Okay, fine. Give me the damn shot. Especially especially when they see other players that are walking around unmasked. Yeah. You know, like, give me the damn shot. I'm not not really that upset about it. I was just trying to be a tough guy. Uh, (laughs) But now I realize... Now Shit. I realize this is just annoying and getting yeah. in the way of my own personal lifestyle. So forget it. This isn't just really the hill I shot. wanted to die on anyway. Just give me the shot. Yeah. So, Thomas, play the breaking news siren again because we need to announce to the people big changes are coming for Saints Happy Hour podcast, especially the live stream. We're not going to tell you what's going to happen, but next week – Something big, something amazing is going to happen. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to make everything better. The live stream is going to be more interactive, more fun. 
more incredible, more ways to give us money. It's going to be chef's kiss, chef's kiss. So tune in next week. You'll like it. So, Oh, uh, my dad in the chat. First of all, two things in the chat. Big Irv made a joke that the Saints were bringing in Tommy Lee Lewis for another workout. He made my heart stop for a second there. Oh, my God. Hey, Tomas, uh, check the timestamp on this. Yeah, shame on you, Big Irv, for scaring me like that. And uh, my dad makes a good point, Dave, uh, which is that uh, if they get Johnson and Johnson, then they're good to go two weeks later because it's only one shot. Uh, So... And uh, in fact, I will tell you guys this. I, you know, Ralph, you know, I'm plugged into the tennis tour, and I most know, of the yeah. most of those guys. And I, I think with them, it's different because they're traveling to tournaments all all the times. But uh, they're they're mostly doing Johnson and Johnson, almost all of them. And so, just because of the benefit of just doing it once and being done with it, and then not having to deal with protocol and all that stuff. Uh, and so, I wouldn't be surprised if athletes predominantly in the NFL also went with the Johnson and Johnson shot to just get one. Do we have a new sponsor or what? (laughs) Andrew? (laughs) What's that? Do we have a new sponsor or what? Johnson Johnson. Johnson? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're open to a short. The one-shot vaccine that kind of sort of works. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I like the one joke the NFL uh, George Foster, an ex NFL player, he said, "If you have taken a Toradol shot ever in your career, stop with that. I ain't getting vaccinated." Bullshit. That was funny. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, we got to get to other Saints. They got other Saints news that happened besides Michael Thomas, besides him signing a corner. We'll kind of do it rapid fire, but I want to talk about it. Kwan Alexander. They were talking to him, bringing him back. Uh, and Dave, I think Kawan Short is the perfect fit for the Saints to sign at defensive tackle. And here's why. He checks all the Sean Payton, and that's good of Thomas. He, he dug up this tweet that I did. He checks all the Sean Payton boxes of loving ex-Panthers. Remember, the Saints signed Ted Ginn. They signed A.J. Klein. Remember Kurt Coleman? And... I can't remember that fullback's name, but they signed him too in the offseason. Alex like, Arma. Arma. So they love ex-Panthers. Quan oh, Short, and Dave, Dan is an Morgan, ex-Panther, Dan, and he's Dan, a fat guy defensive tackle. The Saints are going to sign also, him, right? You're also forgetting Dan Morgan, whom they Oh, my God, I forgot Dan Morgan. Twice. <laughs> twice. They signed him twice. They did. And he retired twice. That's right. Sure. Um... But no, to, uh, no, it's it's true. He it does check all the boxes. You know, we were talking earlier about uh, former Jets players coming to the Saints and having some success. I think I think we've we've done better with Panthers players than we have with uh, Jets players. Well, I guess I don't know. Dan Morgan, he kind of he kind of he kind of brings the whole average down a little bit. Um, <laughs> what, Kurt Coleman does on. too, what, man. What, Kurt Coleman what was a disaster. Panther guy was better than Goodwin and Vilma. Those guys are both pro bowlers. Uh, I don't know. Goodwin. Ted Ginn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We got Shut on. up, Dave. They're not better than the Jets guys. Thomas coming in aggressive. Yeah, AJ Klein. AJ Klein. With aggression. Yeah, AJ Klein and Ted Ginn are so much better than freaking Jonathan Vilma. <laughs> no. All right. Fair point on that. <laughs> Ted Ginn. But it's a good theory by me, right, Andrew? It's a good Roman theory. Roman Harper. We got Roman Harper from, uh, from the Panthers. Yeah, well, he uh, came right. back, yeah. 
Yeah, but that was version two of Roman Harper, and that was version three point oh of Roman Harper. Silver hair. <laughs> yeah. No, he had oh, silver he, hair yeah, during the Super Bowl had, yeah. run. Thomas. We drafted him with silver hair. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah>. <sighs> silver surfer. <sighs> yeah, Matt wants to know if we've asked Nick Underhill if Ted Ginn has returned from injured reserve yet. Yeah, when he retired. That is the worst joke I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, in other Saints news too. This was fantastic. This was fantastic. They're going to name the Superdome. It's official. It's going to be the Caesars Superdome. Um, not the pizza, the casino. $140 million for 20 years. That's $7 million a year for the Saints. Um, well, but no, the rumor the rumor is is that Little Caesars is going to take over naming rights for. Oh, that would be amazing uh, for the yes. Smoothie King Center. We've all seen the tweets, Dave. We we've seen Big that Caesar, joke Little Caesar. many times. Dave, can that you get me a funny. toga? Can you get me a can you get me a Saints toga? Can you get that made from Campus Connection? Yes, I can. Saints football is almost here. Thank. God. Saints Happy Hour needs your support. We need money to buy the finest meats and cheeses to pay Thomas in Poland. We need money to buy show intros like Sean Payton and to have mediocre audio. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And access to our private Discord channel to talk Saints 24-7 and the world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Annual patrons get a month for free. So go sign up at saintshappyhour.com and support the show. Do it. Go right now. Go to saintshappyhour.com. Yeah, that's kind of timely with uh, sports betting being legalized, right? I mean... Well, I don't think it was an accident, Andrew. When do you... Andrew, when do you think I'll be able to walk into the Superdome and go to a Caesars Palace kiosk and bet the Saints Ooh. on the way to my seat. I think that'll happen That'd in the be, next that three years. That would be pretty freaking sweet. You don't, you don't think that's happening this season? Well, it can't happen this season, but I think like it'll happen. Why not? I mean, I guess maybe I could do it on my phone, right? But I can't do yeah, it like at a kiosk. Betting, sports betting like just went went live. Uh, Legal. I think last week that's in Louisiana. Right. Maybe that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I. I mean, I, think, the, I feel he, like that would be really bad for you, Ralph. Because it would be instead it, of just like enjoying the game, you'd be four beers deep, you know. And oh, Jameis totally. throws a pick, and you're like, "Fuck it, bet the house on the other team," you know. <laughs> and you just angrily stomp down to the kiosk and slam a hundred dollar bill on the table. Put it all on the problems with aggression. Put it Gino, all on the Packers. What, G- what is that sound bite even from? I don't even it's a, know. From what a that's coach's, from. It's from a coach's clinic. It's a defensive coordinator. Are you serious? Let's go. It's it's a it's from a coach's clinic. From what show? That the thing is, Andrew. Texas is like we're never legalize we're never legalizing weed and we're never legalizing sports gambling. So that could save me. I still have to go to my bookie and gamble like an old person because Texas refuses to get into twenty twenty one. So that may save me. On uh, on that account, kids, a bookie—it's somebody that you you have to call illicitly on a burner phone it's, and place wagers. You had you have to call from a payphone. What's that? What's a payphone? Payphone. <laughs> <laughs> I gave my kid, Dave. I gave I I found an old rotary phone, and I put it in front of him. My and kid. I said, 
what is this <laughs> and how do you use it? And Max, he stood, he sat there for like ten minutes trying to figure out how to fucking use an old rotary phone. It was yeah, it was humorous. Figure it out. No. Um, but Andrew, the, well, the one Pe- of the last people are wondering. People are wondering in the chat if uh, Taysom Hill has gotten vaxxed, and uh, someone said, "Let's let's be real. Taysom doesn't need a shot." Taysom doesn't. Need but it. yeah, I wonder is that against the uh, like? Do Mormons have a thing I don't against? Know. Vaccinations. Mormons, their religion. I'll, like I'll a religious opposite. Like a religious. I don't think they have. It. I don't think they have. They're not like Jehovah's Witnesses and, and Christian Scientists that have like. Their they have medical. They have uh, hesitancy when it comes to modern medicine. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Mormons are that way. I'll just okay. say. But I could be I could be wrong because I don't the only the only thing I know about the Mormons is the 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 Broadway show the Book of Mormon from the South Park guys that's the extent of my my Mormon uh, knowledge. So uh, yeah, well, you're coming in at, as a scholar then. I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, the final thing that I want one of the final topics I want to talk about is this, the, for Saints news. C.D. Deuce, a.k.a. Chauncey Garner-Johnson, he tweeted out this week, he said, he tweeted out like a picture of a meal that he was eating, and then he said, the, everybody knows the East is no place for athletes. And people got really mad at him, and I found it hysterical. I was like, dude, New Orleans Twitter is like 60% Saints, like 10% politics, and like 20% making fun of New Orleans East. Like, I thought him making fun of the... Uh, C.D. Deuce making fun of New Orleans East made him a true New, true New Orleanian. Like, I wasn't offended at all, but people were. What did you think of C.D. Deuce making fun of New Orleans East? I don't know. I'm not touching that one, man. <laughs> not touching it. In um, so, I don't know. He's... I mean, he's got a point, and he kind of doesn't have a point. Like, the Vietnamese community is huge out in the East, and uh, I'm sure there are a lot of, like, great Vietnamese-owned, like, corner corner stores Corners. That, that, make a, that make a sick po' boy or whatever, or, the, you know, that make a, that put together good plates. The, so The East but gets just, a bad... They're just not as well-known, because nobody lives out in the East, so they're not as popular. Nobody the talks East, about all the, the, the East gets a bad rap as somebody that dated someone from the East and went to the East a lot. The East gets a bad rap, but also, I feel like it's like the old Animal House thing. They can't do that to our pledges. Only we can do that to our pledges. I feel like as long as a New Orleans person is making fun of the East, it's okay. But if, like, somebody from outside New Orleans makes fun of the East, then we'll dogpile on them. That was my only So, so I, mean, I do Deuce, agree with them. Is C.D. Deuce allowed to? Yeah. Is he officially like, a New Orleanian? I feel okay. like. Well, I don't know about that. You but, don't know um, about that? He's been I mean, for he's, three years. He's I mean, he's right about years. athletes. Like, I don't know any athletes that live in the East. I mean, No. <laughs> I mean, they all, I mean, they all live, you know, maybe in Destrahan, but, uh, uh, but, uh, Jason Champagne no, said but Corey Johnson know. used to say no New Orleans East was home of not one good restaurant. Yeah, but Corey Johnson, he, I mean, he, he's oh, like, Corey, he's like, I, I like Corey. I, I produced his show for two years, but he's upper crust, man. He ain't going to the East. Ain't going to the East. Um, so here's my last Here's my last Saints question. 
and I want both of you to answer. I'll start with you, Andrew. Wait, but I wanted to say one other thing about CD. I, I I do respect him a little bit because he did. He was retweeting uh, some plate that some guy posted. It was like blackened redfish or catfish, and it had like a, like a crawfish cream sauce that looked like the bomb dot com. And then he also <laughs> CD oh, himself to... looked like he went to Manchu to get himself some chicken and fried rice so i mean i gotta respect that too so oh, dave got the full seems to endorsement know from dave the foodie so we yeah. know it's good yeah. mm. he, he knows a little bit about what he's doing so here's my last uh saints news question and then we'll get to then we'll get to questions from uh discord and uh i don't well no twitter i didn't i didn't ask people on twitter for questions so it'll be all discord and trivia questions. so uh, here's my question I want both of you to answer. The Saints, they didn't extend Marcus Williams, and will we get an extension for Lattimore, Armstead, or hell, somebody else, either this week before training camp gets rolling or in the first week or so of training camp? Are the Saints going to do another big extension? Dave, you go first. Uh you know, I, I don't know. Do I want? We all want them to, but do? Are now? Nah, I'm gonna say no. No, nothing happens. Andrew, hasn't happened yet. Why is it gonna happen now? Uh, I kind of agree with Dave, especially. Well, they can't with Marcus Williams. Um, I think with Lattimore, I wouldn't be surprised if they want to play this year out after what happened in Cleveland. You know, if they're a little bit spooked. You're shoot your dick off. Yeah, that. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, kind of wait on that. By the way, shout out to uh, Jerry, who uh, says that we had a great interview with Mike Hoss. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't listened to that show yet, he's now the voice of the Saints, Mike Hoss, and we had a great podcast with him. He was generous enough to donate his time, and uh, we had a chance to chat with him just about uh, the upcoming season and uh, what that's going to look like for him. So if you yeah, haven't I'm listened just... to it yet... Go find it. And I'm just going to toot our own horn. Mike, Mike Hoss is super generous with his time. He's gone on all the Saints podcasts. But I'm going to toot our horn. Ain't nobody asked him and played old Jim Mora sound bites from the 90s and asked Mike Hoss to analyze it and got him to laugh so hard he nearly fell out of his chair. And Thomas edited the best. You're Thomas edited the best of that interview. It's like a 15-minute clip. Thomas dropped in the actual video of Mora Soundbites. It's amazing. You should check that out if you don't want to check out the whole interview. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm just saying. So before we get to the questions and Thomas fires up the music, Thomas, put the pie graph up. I'm very disappointed in all of you. I'm just going to say I'm going to be like a school mom. I'm very disappointed because we are not moving on the Make Ralph Take a Pie to the Face initiative. We're not moving. We're at 284. We're going to get to 350. Uh, so what will happen really want is... Ralph to get cream pie in the face. Yeah. So, so yeah. We'll get, I'll get Jesus. raspberry pie in the face, right? If we get to 350. We're not getting anywhere near that. So... Well, we're so, supposed to have three free... Three free uh, accounts getting handed out. If you can figure that out with Patreon, yeah, I want to punch Patreon in the dick. All right, they <laughs> they are just like not being cooperative. At all I'm like, we want to make you money, Patreon, and they're like, no. 
But here's here's the thing that I want to say that we got. I got the I got the plans. I sent them off to Dave. I'm gonna announce it. We have a special customized uh, German beer stein that Dave is gonna make for us. All current and future annual patrons will get the beer mug for the 2021 season. It's going to be amazing. You should sign up and become an annual patron just for that. You get the beer mug and you get a month for free. So do it already. Sign your ass up. You're so going to need the beer mug this year. You're going to this season more than any other. You're going to need gonna it. Need that, you're going to need you're, that beer you're mug. You're going to need it. So Thomas, God, fire up the music and let's that. get I hate to hear that. <laughs> Thomas, fire up the music and let's uh let's get to the questions. What about the trivia? Well, Oh, the trivia! God damn it! I forgot the trivia. I totally. I, I, Ralph, when I, you uh, when you when you when you write up the rundown and then you send us all the rundown, do you not have the rundown in front of you I, when you're doing the actual? I thing? did, but I did the trivia question and I f- I sent it to Thomas, but I forgot to put it in the run. I forgot to put the trivia in my own rundown because I'm an idiot. I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the uh, comment award for uh, for this show uh, to Anthony Enriquez, who uh, who commented an Italian making a German beer mug seems legit. Totally. totally. <laughs> That's it. So, now we're making wine glasses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thomas. Champagne so glass. so here's the trivia question. It's a good trivia. I'm proud of it. George Rogers is the Saints' all-time leader in rushing yards per game at 83.7. Which Saints player averaged the least amount of yards per game and still ran for 1,000 career yards as a Saint? Andrew already Googling. Yvonne Dunbar. No. You got you to gotta think out the box. You got to think... You got to think longevity. Look at the silhouette. You got to think longevity, but not a lot of yards. You got to you got to think outside the box. But his but his yards per game are terrible, right? His yards per game are terrible. Aaron Stecker was was really. I thought Aaron Stecker would be the guy, and then I stumbled upon this one. Mario Bates. No, no. You got to think. You got to think. Derek Brown. No, no, Dave? you're you're not you're not thinking long you're not thinking longevity. Longevity, okay. You mean eating? <laughs> Dave's eating, yeah. So Stecker was close. I would Stecker. have guessed Stecker would have had a good yards per carry. I'm looking at the picture. The picture does look familiar. His arm is out there. Fred McAfee, Mario, Ruben Mino, Chris Ivory. That was the guy I thought it, it was going to be. Do not reveal it. That's who I wanted Chris, it to be. But Chris Ivory has had good yards per carry. That's guess. right. Oh, yeah, I'm but sorry. Yards per, this, this is yards, yards per, game. per game. Yeah, oh, this is per okay. game. So Pierre Thomas would have been a good guess, right? Yeah, Pierre Thomas he, would yeah, have been good. Yeah. Okay. No, um, because Pierre Thomas gets a lot of yards per game. No. I mean, Pierre Thomas is like in the 40 50 range per game. This one is, lo- this guy is low per game. Right. So you got to have the combination of like basically never getting the ball. Like, are fullbacks in the mix here? Anybody's in the mix. Is this a fullback? No, it's not a fullback. You're it's thinking hokey, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, Even the chat doesn't know. Damn. Sproles. 
I'm proud of this trivia question. This is a good one. Is is it uh is it old or new Saints? Old. Wilson Seth has already crashed the Google. <laughs> is it so Wilson? Old. I'm not, not gonna Wilson. know this then. What year? Uh, what's that? All right, tell us the year. Well, it's not no, a year, don't. it's career. All right, give us a time frame. Tell me who his coach was. His coach was his last coach was Bum Phillips for the Saints. We need Jeopardy music for the trivia, Thomas. Although that would give us a YouTube, that'd give us a YouTube. <laughs> yeah, again, get us trying. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Big Irv says Brad Muster. That was Brad. <laughs> um, let's see. No. I mean, I don't it's even not... know how to look this up on Pro Football Reference. It's not Muncie. No, it's not Muncie. Um, I'm, I'm revealing think... it. Too late. Too late. Thomas is showing. All right. Here it is. All right. Earl Campbell? No, it's not Earl Campbell. You got to have a thousand yards. When Archie. Ah, yeah. oh, come on. That's so cheap. <laughs> I'm... That is so cheap, man. Uh, hey, man. I was thinking running back. That, uh, God. Fucking okie doke. The That's trivia. That's a trick question. I'm. It's trivia, man. What do you want? Trick question. I try to make these trivia questions so you people can't Google it in 10 seconds. That's no, my goal. I, couldn't. I don't even know how to look this up. Dan, Ralph, you did a good job. I did <laughs> a good job. Boom! Cripple hit him with the trivia. Thomas, <laughs> play, the, play the music. Let's get to the questions. I'll start the dance early. Finger gun. That's right. The Ralph Shuffle. People are booing me in the chat. <laughs> and Anthony was like, I thought it was a thousand yards in the season. Womp, womp. Even the chat got defeated. <laughs> That's right. Cripple guy wins. Eat it. Yeah, the way you phrased that question was terrible. It was. It was. Yeah. So I, 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 I freely admit that it, that was a fucking really hard one. But Thomas. What's they doing? Next? I think Dave is entering uh, poltergeist or something. He is. Jesus. I feel yeah, like Dave's refrigerator, Dave's refrigerator is a portal to another fucking dimension. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what Dave, was that you, show, uh, you know, where they had the upside down worlds? That Dave, do you, do you open your Stranger fridge things. and then go yeah. like travel back in time and change history? If you can do that, go back to well, 2018. Let's, let's, let's see what we got in Dave's fridge. We got a Coke. We got Coke and Diet Coke. We got both. Wow. Mango right? madness. That's a little mango madness. Mango ma- and what is that? Chocolate milk yeah. in between the lemonade. Anything without mango? sugar in it? We got some. Uh, where's the alcohol? We got some diabetes. Water bottles. I'm surprised to see is. water bottles in there, Dave. Wow. Yes, I drink water. Drink one. You got some eggs. Oh, you know what I got in here? I got salami. I need to have some of this salami. Did you ever get the care package from the the meats guy? All the salamis. You know what? Uh, I totally forgot about that. No, I did not. What's up with that? Where's my? Yeah. Where's he my promising Dave a care package? Dave, Dave Dave needs some salami in his body. Where's my right. complimentary meat? <laughs> All right, Thomas. Get to the first question. Well. We get a tour of Dave's refrigerator. Okay, so first question comes from uh, Christmas uh, from Discord. 
With Tomas out, will our second cornerback have the skills to cover our top receiver? And is this <laughs> a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. That's fantastic. Well done, Chris. Do you have an answer? Yeah, anything? I mean that that's the that's the age old thing in training camp. It's like when someone does something good, is it like does that mean it's good for the offense or really bad for the defense? Mm. Um so yeah, the number two corner, if he shuts down the Saints top receiver without Michael Thomas. Yeah. I I would say that's it's bad. I don't know. It's bad. I, if you're see if you're seeing Nick Underhill, yeah, it's all bad. if you're seeing Nick Underhill and Mike Triplett writing articles like between the first and second preseason game of like this is going to be the best Saints defense in a generation, they are locking down this offense in a way that we have not seen at a Saints yeah, camp. Yeah, that's bad. Them. We'd that's be like, bad. it's bad. I agree. It's just it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. I agree, Ralph, because we want like for the Saints to win games. Jameis is going to have to be incredible. Like this offense is going to have to put up some points, you know? Yeah. And if, and if they're getting owned in practice and the offense is looking like they're going to be scoring 18 points a game, the Saints aren't going to be winning football. You want, team. you want, the thing that I've learned over time, Dave, is you want in training camp, you want it to be like a mix. You want the defense to be good. Often you want, if your team is good, you want it to be a mix of the day, who wins the day. If you have a thing where one side is winning every single day. That is a huge red flag. I learned that in 2014 when they were like, Brandon Cooks is looking amazing every single day and catching a bomb every single day. We were like, Brandon Cooks is awesome. What a pick. No, 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 no. The Saints 2014 defense was a tire fire. Mm. So, uh, mm-hmm. as Dave chows down. So, Thomas. Next? I'm not eating anything. Oh, I thought you were. You looked like you were. Maybe I'm. Maybe my my stream and YouTube is behind. Go ahead, Thomas. What we got? Okay. Next question from Jason Champagne. Is it possible that NFL clubs asked draft prospects about Ooh. their feelings on the vaccine, and if so, do you think it influenced their draft strategy? Ooh, Dave, that's a good question for you. Does Raz? I would, Does I Raz because, override not getting vaccinated? I don't know. I would say probably not, or at least the Saints definitely didn't ask because I don't think they would have picked a Debo now knowing <laughs> his feelings on uh, a Debo vaccines. Unvaccinated. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think uh, the super strict rules uh, were in place prior to the draft. Is that correct? Ralph? That is correct. Yeah. So I think it probably didn't factor in as much as it should have in hindsight. I think if the NFL had known that they were at risk of forfeiting games, if they had known that, you know, hey, the un- the vaccinated players aren't going to get tested at all and they don't have to wear masks, like if they had known all those things, maybe it would have made a difference. 100%. We'll never know. How much does unvaccinated, being unvaccinated, how much does it drop your RAS score? Like half a point? Three quarters, of a point, <laughs> three quarters of a point? Like how much? Like I'm just curious. Like, uh, Jeff, it's like Jeff- va- vax. Vax bonus. Yeah, it's like unvaccinated. He was un- unvax penalty. You only, you you either get a perfect score or zero. <laughs> so uh, Thomas, what next? 
Next question from Saints Rabbit. Which is a bigger graveyard of failure? Saints linebacker draft picks or Ralph's microphone? See, we don't have to make fun of you, Ralph. Saints Rabbit has got us covered. Our patrons are Definitely I mean, Ralph's headphones. We just added a new one this week. Well, no, yeah, no. Ralph no. was so excited. He's texting me like, I, "I've been, <laughs> I've been, want, I finally got it, Andrew. I finally got the microphone. I've been wanting it for so long. It's, it's like been my bucket list. It your is. microphone. It it's is. gonna be amazing." And I'm just like, "Dude, our, here we go again." That's like, the worst serious, joke I've ever heard. I'm like, "You realize you're gonna be sending it back in a couple weeks, right?" He's like, "No, no. I think this might work." And it's it it's did. in the graveyard. It's it's already in the graveyard. I will only say this in my defense: the Saints' graveyard of failure for linebackers. It goes back twenty six years. My microphone failures only go back to two thousand and eight. So I've only been at this half as long as the Saints have been looking for a linebacker. <laughs> That's my only defense, Saints Rabbit. And shame on you! Shame on you for doing that. Well done. All right. What next? Okay, last question comes from Jay Boogie, also from Discord. Can the Saints void or deduct from Michael Thomas's contract for some type type of negligence? Not following up with a doctor is pretty major considering the circumstances surrounding it and the money we are paying. I like how uh, Thomas said negligence there. That was great. Yeah, negligence. Uh, negligence. Um, I think this was a second opinion. This was a doctor outside the building. So yeah, I don't think he's beholden to go to a second appointment. And here's the thing. Yeah. So appara- apparently, like he he w- it was time for him to check in with the Saints and, and get evaluated. So you know he did that in June. And apparently the doctors were like, what the heck is this? Like your ankle looks worse than it did when you left in January. Like you got to get surgery on this thing immediately. Uh, That's what I heard. They were just like, what the heck is going on, dude? Like your your ankle's a mess. Um, So anyway, I I don't think he – I mean certainly there's negligence in the sense that like he didn't do a good job of managing his issue – but I don't think it was a situation where, like, he didn't do what the Saints told him to or he didn't show up to a Saints thing, you know? So Here's my question, Dave. How big of a stink slash asshole is Sean Payton going to be when he gets asked about it? Like, that's the thing that's curious to me. Is Sean Payton going to be like, that's a good question, and sort of go into a response and be sort of calm? Or is he going to go full-on asshole in the Sean Payton way that we know he can. Yeah, he'll to, shut that shit down so fast, man. You think he will? He's like, ah, he'll he'll just go full like I'm not talking about injuries. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't I don't think he's gonna make an ass be an asshole. I don't think he's going to uh want to draw more attention to it than uh than that's a third not, he got. So, that's no yeah. fun. Yeah. I look forward to Cat Terrell phrasing it like, uh, coach, you know, I'm gonna have to ask this. I'm sorry in advance. You know, she's gonna do that whole like disarming routine. Does Michael Thomas's ankle have gangrene? Uh, it might. It might. All right, so that's the last question. So no Budrich? No Bud. No Budrich. What? Thomas? No Bud. No Budrich. <laughs> yeah. I skipped Budrich. What? Sorry, Matt. 
was, unbelievable. We had quality. We this had was quality like uh, he was on a run of like seventy-eight shows in a row. Yeah, every round and and someday, you know. Here's a question. One last question from the chat for Ian Book support. This is from uh, Anthony Enriquez. For Ian Book supporters, Dave, do they get called the Book Club, the Library, <laughs> or the Christmas Book Shelves? No, Elf def- and and elves is all caps. Yeah, like definitely. That. No, definitely the Book Club. The Book Club. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Oh my book god. Club. Thomas, file this away. If the Saints are like four and nine, we need to start having a uh, time to join the book club graphic for December, <laughs> which will be the saddest. I, I feel like I, hey, Thomas, check the timestamp on this. The thing I like about that is there's a reading rainbow joke to make somewhere in there. <laughs> I'll oh workshop. I'll workshop that one. But reading, I feel like you can work in a re- reading rainbow. Reading rainbow is oh, almost. I can make as, a jingle with the reading rainbow. Is reading rainbow? Is Take a look. It's older. Ian Book. <laughs> See, it's already oh, man. coming together. Reading rainbow is almost as old as a joke as Sophie's Choice. Jesus, we are, we are old. <laughs> so it's right up my alley. Yeah. So I, I'm. He for it. can do anything. Take a look. It's Ian Book. <laughs> He's reading oh defense. God. I don't know. Throwing rainbows. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. <sighs> we started out about the Saints signing corner, and we ended up workshopping a reading rainbow jingle to <laughs> to start the Ian Book era. Dave, if you can get that to us in horrific audio, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. No. So Why Thomas, that fire. That's so terrible. It does not sound like that on my phone. <laughs> nice. Fire, fire up the audio. Fire up the audio, Thomas. We got to get you out of here. You guys should see my wife right My wife, you should see her mo- mocking me. Yeah. My wife. right now. <laughs> but uh, everybody – been a great show this this is the show i feel like this week and last week kicked off football season is here and starting next week training camp is here or this week training camp is here we'll have daily practice if you ain't signed up for this podcast yet sign up nobody covers the saints daily and training camp like we do with this freaking podcast. So sign up. So thanks everybody for joining us, especially in the chat room. Yo guys were amazing tonight. So for Dave, for Kevin, who's MIA, for Andrew, for Thomas running the show on point back in Poland, doing amazing work. Thank you, everybody. Remember kids, don't shoot your dick off. And until next week, the bar is closed. Sorry, Badrich. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match. Just go to indeed.com match right now 
and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.